understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Welcome to a very special edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean, and coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada, the site of this year's Canusa Classic, presented by Smash Wrestling, happening October 27th during London Comic Con at the Western Fairgrounds. This edition is going to be a time warp flashback to five years ago in 2013 when the first Canusa Classic happened. Some of the ladies that took part in this groundbreaking first ever Canusa Classic will actually appear five years later at this year's Canusa Classic here in London. All these events and more can be found on Smash Wrestling's on-demand service, Smash On Demand. I'll be right back with this edition of the Canusa Classic 2013. Coming this October 26th and 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex, it's the 5th Annual London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca and London's Best Rock FM96. Scheduled to appear are former UFC champion and former WWE Intercontinental Hardcore and Tag Team Champion Ken Shamrock, the most dangerous man on the planet. You'll also see from Star Trek The Next Generation, Deanna Troy, Maria Sertis from Buffy the Vampire Slayer Spike James Marsters The Yellow Power Ranger Serena Vincent Ted Raimi from Ash vs. Evil Dead and Xena Warrior Princess Star Wars Bounty Hunter himself Boba Fett Daniel Logan will appear plus many more names to be announced in the upcoming weeks It's a three-day celebration of art, comics, and pop culture with celebrity guests, vendors, and more. Don't miss Southwestern Ontario's largest fan event. Tickets are on sale now. For more information, go to londoncomiccon.ca.
it's Jody Thread, and you're listening to Scumbags Podcast. Welcome back to a special edition of the Time Warp, featuring the Canusa Classic 2013, available on Smash On Demand. The event opened with Silesia Sparks and Veda Scott being interviewed by Dustin. Veda was excited to have her first ever Smash Wrestling match. She calls the opening match the second most important match of the card. Silesia was ignoring Veda and had no interest in the match, or Veda for that matter. Veda is super spunky and offered to shake Silesia's hand in good sportsmanship. Sparks half-heartedly shook Veda's hand and walked off. Dustin is the ring announcer also for the matches and introduced Veda first to the ring. Veda greeted the fans and posed with her by uh, there was a small ROH chant to greet her. Sparks then came out next to a small Canada chant. Jimmy Corderas is the referee for this match, and Dustin and Scott Hunter are your commentary team. They start off with some chain wrestling, and Veda hit a crucifix for a two count. A double kick spot put both the ladies down, and then they got up and squared off. Sparks took control in the corner, followed by a grounded bulldog to Veda. Veda came back with a roll-up for a two-count, followed up quickly with a clothesline. Veda then did a slingshot bulldog off the ropes for another two-count. Veda began hitting yes kicks to Silesia, and Silesia came back with a shoulder block off the corner and a northern light suplex for a two-count of her own. Sparks then went for another suplex that was blocked. Sleazy then lifted Scott up and sat her on the top turnbuckle. Scott rushed. Veda pushed her away and jumped off the ropes with a flying clothesline from the second turnbuckle. The crowd started chanting for Canada as both women made their way back to their feet. Both Veda and Silesia faced off in the center of the ring and began trading blows. Sparks blocked the springboard head scissors into an Alabama slam position, only to run and jump to the mat, and Veda landed with her head and shoulders for yet another two-count. Sparks signaled that she was going to go to the top rope to fly when Veda stopped her, bringing Sparks back into the ring with a bulldog. Veda then hit a side suplex into a pin for a three-count. Veda then shook Sleazy's hand and left the ring as Sparks recovered, not believing that she had just lost the match and now had Canada down one nothing to the United States. I actually thought this was a decent match. I hadn't really seen much of uh, Veda Scott before this. I think I've only seen one other match of hers, and I had no idea who... Sleazy Sparks was, but yeah, it's interesting the dynamic because obviously each side has heels and faces, and when Team Canada is represented by a heel, how do you try and root for the heel to win regardless of your country origin? So that was going to be set up for great dynamics or confusing dynamics at the same time for the rest of the card. Because, as I said, Veda Scott is essentially a face, but representing Team USA. So you really didn't want 
Team USA to win. But she did win, and as we'll find out later on over the next uh, couple of years of the Canusa Classic, Veda Scott actually is undefeated, and she's coming into this year's card undefeated and going to go against Xander Bale. Earlier today, Cody Diener made an announcement regarding this month's Giver for Charity campaign. Together, we can stop bullying. For many months, he's been partnered with the Fear the Fighter and sold their merchandise with portions of the proceeds going towards putting bullying kids in self-defense classes. He's now decided to take it up a notch. October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and so throughout the month of October, He's decided that Giver for Charity will be raising funds for this cause and 100% of the proceeds he raises goes to the campaign towards putting bully kids in classes. He's told numerous heartbreaking stories from parents about what their kids have gone through on a daily basis. With this money, he'll be funding quality gyms for those kids in areas and putting them into uh, programs for children. He will personally be picking kids who he has met and heard stories about. This one hits home for him, and he's ready to take fight and go for it. To learn more about the Giver for Charity and how you can help, visit CodyDiener.com slash charity. Let's not just give her, guys. Let's give her for charity. We here at the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast definitely love to support Cody and his efforts. And this is an awesome charity to go for because I'm sure many of us in our lives as kids were bullied at one time. So with that said, we're going to go for our raffle again with the t-shirt that we were raffling on April 29th after the Smash Wrestling event. It's been signed by all the stars that appeared on that card here in London, and we'll be uh, giving more details with that as the time goes on. The second match on the card was to determine who was going to take Courtney Rush's spot on Team Canada. Courtney had recently suffered an injury and was scheduled to go against Candice LeRae. So, to make sure that there was somebody who wanted to be a part of Team Canada, Team Captain Lufisto decided that there should be a three-way match to determine who would represent Team Canada and face Candice LeRae later on in the evening. Dustin was once again backstage with an interview with Shanene and Jules Malone. The third member of the match, Angie Skye, was not backstage at this time. Jules said that her and Shanene would team together to take out Angie Skye before going after one another. Shanene said she was okay with this plan, but told Jules not to look past her, as there will only be one winner who would advance to represent Team Canada. Out first came Angie Skye, followed by Shanene and Jules Malone. Jason Chase came out to ringside to protest this all-women's event, and Jimmy Corderas said, that he's welcome to be part of the match and included him to make this a four-way match. 
Chase left the area to get rid of his hat and then returned later on to badmouth the ladies as the match began. Sky left the ring to take a seat next to some fans to allow Shanene and Jules Malone to go at it in the ring without her. Instead of locking up, Shanene kept on yelling at Sky to get back into the ring. So finally, since she was ignored, Jules and Shanene shook hands and they locked up. Chase came back and was doing a lot of badmouthing on the ladies and distraction. Sky finally got back in the ring and went after Shanene. Sky hit a couple of running knees on Shanene in the corner. Sky hit Jason Chase, then hit Jules a couple of times, dumping her to the outside before going back to the attack on Shanene. Jules got back into the match but was hit with a STO by Sky for a two count. Shanene went after Sky while Jason Chase took a moment to choke Jules from the outside. Chase yelled at the women and stated they should be back in the kitchen where they belong. He then was chased around the ring and hid under to get safety. Sky chased Jason to the back when he came out from under the ring. They came back out and Shanene hit Chase and then threw him into the ring. All three women then began laying the boots to him. Shanene hit Chase with a DDT, and Sky covered him for a two-count. Shanene then dumped both Sky and Jules to the outside and covered Chase for the three-count to get another match later against Candice LeRae in the tournament. Sky and Jules brawled on the floor as a match ended. While I see the fact that they had a guy... Jason Chase, who I have no idea who he is, uh, come out and protest an all-women's event because that's bound to happen at WD Evolution and it's probably happened numerous times at other all-women events where men have been left out. But to include him in the match and then make him the guy that was pinned kind of seemed, I don't know, a little sloppy, amateurish, no offense, Smash Wrestling, but that's what I see where it could have been just ignored and been all women. However, at the same time, these three women, I did not think got along well. Like, they didn't have any chemistry, and it seemed very sloppy, and Shanene really didn't impress me much. And for her to go on against Candice LeRae, knowing what Candice LeRae ends up coming becoming in five years' time being with Johnny Gargano and now on NXT, she was a top lady on the independent scene at that time anyways to be included with this. And it just seemed really as a mismatch on paper, seeing Shanene against Candice Ray later on re- representing Team USA versus Team Canada. Um, yeah, with that said, unfortunately, I was not impressed by this match. I wish Courtney Rush had actually been healthy enough or they'd found somebody other than these three or Jules Malone at least could have represented because yeah, even sky kind of was a dud to me as well. With that said, we have Shanene against Candice Ray later on. 
Want to be a wrestler? The time is now to join the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. The first class is going to graduate in October, and it's going to leave a lot of open space. Learn from one of Canada's best wrestlers and trainers around. Tyson has been wrestling since 1997 and has wrestled for Blood, Sweat, and Years, Border City Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, WWE, was part of the first Cruiserweight Classic, and one of the longest reigning champions for Smash Wrestling. Tyson just recently spent a week in Florida as a guest trainer at the WWE Performance Center. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory is located at 309 Exeter Road in London, Ontario, and is open every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday evening from 6 p.m. to 8.30. Find out why Tyson is one of the pillars of Smash Wrestling. The Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory teaching the new generation of hopefuls into superstars. My name is The Muscle, Smash Wrestling's hottest free agent. I toss bodies and wheel hotties, and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast. Dustin is backstage with Vanessa Craven. She was supposed to face Chrissy Rivera, but will now face La Felina Azul. Craven is not worried about this, even though she has no idea actually who her opponent is. Just supposedly from either Mexico or California. I even checked it out and did not find anything on Felina Azul as the only time that she wrestled was at this Canusa Classic. There was no indication of who was under the mask. La Felina Azul came to the ring first, followed by Vanessa. They started with the test of strength and Felina got Craven over with a monkey flip, but Vanessa's size was too much for Felina. Vanessa stopped and threw Azul all over the ring, and then hit hard chops in the corner. Vanessa had hit a codebreaker, and then slapped Felina around, instead of going for the pin. La Felina attempted a crossbody, but was caught by Vanessa. Craven then hit a cannonball in the corner for a two-count. A brief comeback from Felina was halted, with Vanessa hitting a Choke powerbomb for the win. It is now tied one fall apiece for Team Canada and Team USA. This was definitely a squash match on the card with the mountain Vanessa Craven coming out on top and throwing around the unknown La Felina Azul. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll ever know who was actually underneath that mask. With any luck, the girl who played La Felina Azul has come a long way in the last five years and is a superstar somewhere in the world of professional wrestling. As for Vanessa, we all know that she's part of Malice in Smash Wrestling along with the Super Smash Brothers and was just recently on the Mae Young Classic in the, the second season of it. Be sure to join me during the London Comic Con as I'll be in the Russell Zone and hosting various podcasts throughout the weekend. 
If you stop by and say hi, we can chat some wrestling, and you can be a part of our podcast that comes up on the following episode. Share with me your thoughts and predictions for the Canusa Classic. Your thoughts on what's going on in WWE. And while you're there at Comic-Con, enter to win the signed Raw's War-inspired Scumbags Wrestling t-shirt. It was signed by the stars of Smash Wrestling on April 29th. All money raised will help out with Cody Diener's Giver for Charity. You can buy tickets 3 for $5 or 10 for 10 Hope to see you there at London Comic Con 2018. All weekend, October 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex. Before our next match, Dustin is back in the interview segment with Xander Bale and Kimberly. Kimber says she's the best blonde from the United States, regardless of Xander Bale being the suicide blonde. Xander wishes Kimber luck trying to beat the superhero. Out first was Kimberly, followed by Xander Bale. Both ladies played to the fans before locking up. Xander rolled up Lee, but was too close to the ropes and only got a two count. The two ladies faced off and bounced off the ropes with Xander getting a shoulder tackle to knock Lee out on her feet. Kimber tried to back off, but Xander went after her and did a hurricanrana to Lee with a quick, who quickly went to the floor for cover. Lee tried to use as much of the rest count as possible until Bale climbed the ropes and jumped to the floor with a crossbody on Kimber. Xander threw Kimber back into the ring and got a two count. Lee then hit a split-legged jawbreaker to get the advantage over Xander. Lee blocked another corner hurricanrana and dumped Bale to the outside of the ring apron, followed by a kick to the head, sending Xander to the floor. Kimberly then went to the outside, hit a chop, and threw Xander back into the ring. They traded chops and kicks, with Kimber getting a strong kick to Bale in the back. Kimberly then picked Bale up for a delayed suplex. Lee then worked over Bale's back. Xander countered with a sidewalk slam into a head scissors takeover. Kimberly missed a swanton and Bale hit a bulldog for another two count. Xander missed a crossbody and was kicked in the back of the head. Kimberly continued with lazy covers throughout the match, only scoring two counts instead of hooking the leg. Facing off yet again, they traded stiff kicks on each other. Xander hit an insiguri, and Xander then kicked out of a two after a released German suplex from Kimberly. Kimber attempted to put Xander away, with a pile driver, but was blocked. Bell then hit a spinning fisherman buster for the win. Canada was now up two matches to one in the series. This was definitely one of the better matches of the uh, card so far, even though the, I did also enjoy the Veda Scott match, but 
Kimberly and Xander Bell seem to be very well matched against each other and evenly. Uh, so uh, lately, Xander Bell has been sort of the heel, especially with beating London's own zone Violet Lee in her debut match at the Music Hall. And also this year's teammate, Jody Threat in Kitchener. But Xander was definitely in the face in this one, with Lee being the heel. Smash fans would recognize Lee also recently was part of the Northern Tournament at the Phoenix earlier in the year. Xander Bale will have quite the mountain to climb this year as she returns to the Canusa Classic and will be facing the undefeated Veda Scott in this year's tournament. It's the best day of your life, because the realest guy in the room is coming to the 5th Annual London Comic Con. Meet wrestling superstar and rapper Eric Arndt, formerly known as Enzo Amore, now known as The Real One, appearing Saturday and Sunday. The 5th Annual London Comic Con, presented by Start.ca, happens this October 26th and 28th at the Western Fair Agriplex. It's a three-day celebration of art, comics, and pop culture with celebrity guests, vendors, and more. Southwestern Ontario's largest fan event. Come meet from Star Trek The Next Generation, Marina Sirtis, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, James Marsters, Ted Raimi from Xena Warrior Princess, the Yellow Peril Ranger, Serena Vincent, the young Boba Fett from Star Wars Episode Two, Daniel Logan, from They Live, David Keith, from They Live, Keith David. Mr. McFreely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, David Newell. And former UFC star and WWF Intercontinental Champion, Ken Shamrock. Plus more announcements still to come. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, go to londoncomiccon.ca. Thanks to super partners, Start.ca, M&T Printing, Lens Mill Stores, Heroes Comics, Toboggan Brewing, Western Fair District, and media partners, London's Best Rock FM96, Classic Rock, Free 98.1, and Fanatics. London Comic Con, October 26th to 28th. Because there wasn't a known opponent for Candice Array before the match, Dustin was not able to do a pre-match interview. However, our next match was Candice Array facing Shanene, who had ended up winning a triple threat match earlier in the night against Jules Malone and, and Angie Sky. In this match, Candice was definitely playing the heel. Unlike the babyface we all know right now that she's playing in NXT, being the supportive wife of her husband, Johnny Gargano. 
Jimmy Corderas is once again the referee for this match. Instead of instantly locking up, Candice went to the outside to taunt the fans and make Shanene wait for her, which is kind of odd considering the fact that Shanene had already had a match. Instead of going after her directly, she was still giving her more time to rest and get ready for that match. But it only happened less than about a half hour prior to this one. Because Candice continued to stall and get in the ring, Jimmy Carteris quickly started a fast count to get LeRae back into the ring. When they finally locked up, they traded headlock takeovers and did some mat wrestling. Candice ended up taking advantage when she got Shanene hung up on the ropes. Shanene ended up missing a dropkick, which allowed Candice to get the advantage, stepping on Shanene's hair and pulling her by her arms off the mat. As the match went to the floor, Shanene was able to recover and get the momentum back. The ladies went back into the ring, and Shanene landed an axe kick to the back of Candice for only a two-count. A trade-off of roll-ups turned into a roll around the ring with both ladies locked together. Candice then blocked a monkey flip from the corner and scored a pinfall with her feet on the ropes as Corderas was only looking at the shoulders to the mat instead of everything around him, including Candice cheating for the victory. The series was now, once again, tied to a piece for Canada and U.S., with one final match to determine who would win the series. I honestly wasn't impressed by this match. As earlier stated, I did not find anything very memorable about Shanene, and knowing Candice Ray definitely is the superstar of them, it was much like watching Vanessa Craven against La Felina, as Shanene basically seemed like a jobber to me going against the known talent of Candice LeRae. So it wasn't a very surprising outcome when Candice got the victory, and especially with her being heel, she got it with heel tactics with her feet on the ropes, and it tied it up. As with anything like this, like a best two or three falls or a best of seven series or even the best of five series coming up with Daniel Garcia and Sebastian Suave, it's inevitable that it would come down to one final match to determine the winner between Canada and the U.S. And that was going to happen in the main event. Hey, wrestling fans and scumbags. It's time to support Cody Diener and his Gear for Charity event. October is National Bully Prevention Month, and he's been partnered with Fear the Fighter and sold their merchandise for proceeds going to their campaign to bully kids in self-defense classes. He's personally picked these kids as he's heard stories from their parents and going to help them fight back. We here at the Scumbags Wrestling always enjoy helping out Cody whenever we can, and this month is no different. We're going to be selling the raffle tickets again for the shirt that was autographed at the April 29th 
the Smash Wrestling event at the London Music Hall. It was signed by all the talent that were on hand, and we're going to raffle that off and do the draw on October 28th at the end of London Comic Con. Tickets are just 3 for $5 or 10 for $10. And you can uh, reach out to me at the Scumbags Wrestling website at scumbags.ca over on our Facebook page or email me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com all tickets sold and 100% of the proceeds are going to go to Cody Diener and his giver for charity event let's help National Bully Prevention Month and get these kids the help they need I'm sure all of us at one point or another have been bullied or know somebody who has been so get your tickets today and support Cody Diener and this great cause. It was now time for the main event. It would then determine the winner of the inaugural Canusa Classic. Would it be Team Canada? Would it be Team USA? Both teams were tied 2-2 after four matches of the tournament. Dustin was in the back interviewing Lufisto and Christina Von Eri about their main event match. Von Eri said she's the most dominant woman in CCW. Lufisto said that she is better because of the matches she's had in CCW against the men. Lufisto then challenged Eri to do a CCW style match with no rules and falls count anywhere for their match. Von Eri agreed and was out first for the match. Lefisto then came out second, carrying her doll, who she placed in the corner. The match started out vicious as the women traded back and forth with headbutts, followed by forearms and then rapid uh, punches to each other. They collided in the center of the ring and fell to the outside, where they began to brawl with chops and kicks. Lefisto placed Christina on a chair and hit her multiple times, only to get a two-count on the floor. Von Eri took over and put Lefisto back in the ring. Von Eri then stretched Lefisto in the ropes and used the Cobra Clutch and Backbreaker combo. Lefisto got out of harm's way from a charging Von Eri in the corner and landed a clothesline, then a cannonball to Christina to get back control of the match. Lefisto applied modified figure four and then rolled it into a modified cloverleaf. Oddly, Lefisto released the hold when Von Eri made it to the ropes. In an OTQ match, she didn't need to do the release, yet she did anyways. Lefisto then did a snapmare and a kick to the back of Von Eri. Von Eri was sent to the corner and was hit with a drop kick that took Lefisto through the ropes and to the floor. The fight went to the bar area and Lefisto got another two count on the floor. They fought in the couches of the smash zone. Von Eri brought in an aluminum stepladder but was stopped from using it. Christina Von Eri hit a hurricanrana to the floor on Lufisto. 
Lefisto grabbed the ladder and threw it right smack into Von Erie's face. This only got a two count on the floor. They went back into the ring and the ladder was brought back with them. Lefisto went to the top rope and missed a splash. Von Erie put Lefisto into a modified surfboard. Lefisto picked uh, Christina up by her neck and then turned it into a variation of a DDT. She then went back up to the top rope, and Von Erie tried to stop Lefisto, but was hung up and got a double stomp. Lefisto then picked up the ladder and set it up to slam Von Erie onto it. However, Von Erie blocked the move and hit a backstabber for a three-count victory. Team USA had won the inaugural Canusa Classic with a score of 3-2. Christina Von Erie then took to the microphone and gave Lufisto her just-deserved respect. So that was the very first Canusa Classic. I like the fact that this match actually had a different stipulation to it as opposed to just being a straight-up one-on-one match. The use of the different area, including the uh, couches, the stepladder, the bar, and everything else that was not bolted down was definitely a change from what was already happening throughout the rest of the tournament. Since I wasn't watching independent wrestling or at that time, it was kind of difficult to get into some of the ladies that I had no idea who they were. And like I said, the triple threat match, no clue of any of the three. And Jason Chase, no idea of him. But it was nice seeing the somewhat origins or, you know, earlier uh, matches of Vanessa Craven, of Xander Bale, uh, Kimberly. And in this format, knowing now what to expect with this year's crop of uh, ladies who are going to be defending the honor of Canada versus the U.S. For an inaugural event, and as I said, with the fact that I really hadn't seen much of them, I would give this event a 3 out of 5, since I did enjoy the... uh, somewhat every other match that was here, including Xander Bale's match, Veda Scott's, and the main event with Lufisto, who all three will be returning for this year's tournament in 2018 at the Western Fair Agriplex during London Comic-Con. Have you got your tickets yet for this year's Canusa Classic? Well, it's coming up next weekend, October 27th, during London Comic-Con. It's the sixth annual event, and it's the major. It's the sixth annual. It's the sixth annual Canusa Classic, and the first time that the classic has come out of the GTA, and it's happening right here in London, Ontario. You can get special VIP seats for the first four rows, but if you also have a ticket to the Comic Con itself, that entitles you to general admission to this great event. This year's card is stacked top to bottom. You'll see Nevaeh, 
representing Team USA, taking on Team Canada's Jody Threat. Allison Kay represents the USA, going against Canada's Cat Power. Jordan Grace, representing Team USA, faces former Team Canada captain Lou Fisto. Fresh off her recent appearance at the May Young Classic, Canada's Nicole Matthews takes on Jessica Havoc. Someone who's no stranger to the Canusa Classic, Xander Bale, represents Team Canada against the United States' undefeated at the Canusa Classic, Veda Scott. And in what could be listed as a double main event for the Canusa Classic, Impact Wrestling's knockout champion, Tessa Blanchard, represents Team USA against Canada's own Casey Two-Scoot Spinelli. The second half of that double main event has the undead bride, Sue Young, representing Team USA, taking on Canada's own Allie. Plus, just announced yesterday, London's own Violet Lee has an incredible opportunity at the Canusa Classic as she'll be hosting an open challenge in the pre-show. Who will answer this open challenge? You can meet the ladies of the Canusa Classic throughout the whole weekend as they'll be signing autographs in the wrestling zone. Get your tickets now and don't miss the great Canusa Classic coming to London Comic Con during the weekend of October 26th, 27th, and 28th, with the main show happening on October 27th. Doors open at 5 p.m. Matches start at 6 p.m. Don't miss it. Hey, guys. We're looking to make a big splash at the Canusa Classic happening during London Comic Con. Show your uh, scumbag colors by going to twistedmerch.com where Twisted Tees is going to be selling our t-shirts. You can get the original Scumbags of Wrestling logo shirt based off the WWF Superstars of Wrestling logo. There's also the Scumbags of Wrestling Raw is War inspired logo. Plus, brand new to the collection is our Scumbags of Wrestling podcast logo based on the Survivor Series Get your t-shirts now for $25. If you order directly through me, I'll save you the shipping and handling, and I'll donate some of the uh, proceeds to Cody Deaner's latest Giver for Charity event. So be sure to get your t-shirts in time for Comic-Con during October 26th to 28th. Go to Twisted Tees at twistedmerch.com support the scumbags of wrestling support this podcast and support Cody Deaner's gear for charity thank you for joining me for this very special edition of our time warp review with the Canusa Classic 2013 This event and all other Smash Wrestling events are available on Smash On Demand, and you can catch the Canusa Classic 2016 during London Comic Con at the Western Fair Agriplex, October 26th, 27th, and 28th, with the Canusa Classic happening at 5 p.m. on the 27th of October. Be sure to join me weekly 
with the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, which you can hear on Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify. Plus, join us on Facebook with our Superstar of the Day, Sick Pick of the Day from Gordon, and all the other wrestling talk that you want to hear, along with road trips to Smash Wrestling events and other independent wrestling events in this area. Our Facebook page is Scumbags of Wrestling or the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Scumbags Canada and over on Instagram, Scumbags Wrestling. I'll be attending the London Comic Con all weekend of October 26th to 28th, covering all the wrestling action, including appearances by Ken Shamrock and former Enzo Amore, Eric Arndt. Many of the ladies of the Canusa Classic, both American and Canadian, will be doing autograph signings and hopefully dropping by our booth to be a part of interviews for our show. If you're there during the weekend, come drop by. We'll discuss wrestling and all the previews of the Canusa Classic 2016. Until next time, wrestling fans, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you at the Canusa Classic. October 27th, part of London Comic Con. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Brent Money Banks, and you are listening to Scumbags of Wrestling. Scumbags is money.